2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: It's Jason and
4: Ken's Six Pack.
2: Presented by Weathermaster Windows. Get top-rated windows with a
5: lifetime guarantee for under $215. Visit wmwindow.com and get an estimate in 60 minutes or less.
6: Inside access to what the boys are drinking.
2: <laughs> I mean, thank you. 1057
4: Ravens lose 17-10. Time for our six-pack of offensive observations. And, Ryan, let's get started. Number six. This is something uh, we've talked about a lot this year, but I think this is the last time we see it, in my opinion, and that's Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman. We're not on the same page once again. There were moments in the second half where Lamar was trying to motion with his hand to go somewhere he didn't go. One catch on three targets for two yards. I think Bateman may demand a trade in the offseason, and I think the Ravens would like to love yeah. to accommodate that. Uh, but that is my six. Yeah, I'll get to him in a minute
7: with some other wide receivers. I, I like Some things are so egregious that I think even with only six options here, you need to get at them in a couple different ways. So I'm going to start with the debacle that was Todd Munkin here at six, but a particular drive. Two-minute warning. When you've got the ball and there's like 2.47 left and you haven't run or even tried to run the ball all day on a bad run defense, and your defense has already been on the field for 20 minutes and it's Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline, and your response to this is to run three pass plays, take 61 seconds off the clock, give Mahomes the ball back in a chance where, yes, the defense helped him out with some silly penalties. But to even make this a two-score game, That's egregious. And he did it against the Rams game. He's done it three or four times this year where he's in a bubble. And he's calling plays in a selfish manner to me, in which it's almost like the greater construct of the game doesn't matter. It's just, what do I want to do here now? What buttons do I want to push? No, dude, the defense is running out of gas. And that guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer right now. And you don't need to... He's already getting the ball to start the second half. You've got to take four temps on the ground to pick up 10 yards right then and there to start setting a tone for how this game now is going to be played, which was the way to play it. I hated how he managed the whole game, but I got to give him a special gold star right here for how he managed the end of the first half.
4: And by the way, he got six yards on first down before the two-minute warning on a likely pass, so he had second, four, third, and four and blew it.
7: Yes, he did. Number five. Um, At some point, and Todd Munkin was great at Georgia with tight ends all over the field. At some point, they're going to have to figure out heavy personnel usage here and how to tap more into it. Um, Only 17 snaps for Andrews. Um, I get that. But only five snaps this entire game where Andrews and Likely were on the field together. Five dropbacks out of 46 dropbacks. 11% of the time, same as it was in the regular season. It was highly effective when they did it. Lamar was 4 for 4 for 56 yards with a touchdown and a perfect passer rating throwing with both those guys on the field. And again, I understand that Andrews wasn't going to play a ton, but like they need to start figuring out moving forward how to be a more effective 12-personnel team and how to get both those guys active. And we talked all day Friday about 21 personnel and getting heavy and throwing with the fullback on the field. He threw two passes out of 21 personnel the entire game. Two for two for 21 yards. So two things that they did really well in a small sample size that Munkin did not
4: embrace whatsoever. My five is, and we came into this game talking about how the Chiefs' uh, tackles were suspect. Well, the... Yesterday was a rough day for the Ravens tackles. It just it was not good. Not only with the pass rush, but it was their job to make sure the the defensive ends weren't in the way on a couple of screen passes. Which I know Chris Jones especially had one where Zay Flowers was gonna have a big gain set up, and he knocked the ball down. The tackles were bad yesterday. Number four. Uh, four is uh, sort of your five, and that is we were all excited about what this would look like with Mark Andrews and uh, Isaiah Likely, and neither one of them did anything in this game. Four catches for 31 yards on five targets. I, I don't get it. I st- I don't get a lot of what happened yesterday, and we'll get to more later, but that was uh, th- th- this is where the tight ends fit in. Um, my four is that,
7: yeah, you need to invest in your tackles. And Fa Lele might be able to replace Morgan Moses, who allowed a sack. and just hasn't looked right physically to me really the last four or five weeks. And has has really scared me. And they're going to have interesting conversations with Ronnie Stanley and what that contract looks like moving forward and how they proceed. Stanley gave up four pressures, a sack, two hurries, and a quarterback hit. Um, yes, Lamar is holding the ball longer than he should have. We'll get to that yes. uh, a little higher. But – The tackle play has been suspect. When you're rotating tackles the second half of the season, that's not a good sign. And the left tackle, the future's not on this ride. It's not Falele, and Patrick McCary is what it is. So, left tackle's, I think, in acute need.
5: Nah, I'm I'm with you, Jason. There's a very realistic possibility that Eric DaCosta is going to have to replace four offensive linemen on on this starting offensive line. Look, it, it... And something needs to be done at the tackle position because we've just seen far too often. You can't be rotating tackles. I mean, we, we can't be no. running that back Stop. next year.
4: Yeah. We are doing our six-pack of offensive observations, and Ryan, let's continue.
5: Number three.
4: Wide receiver wasteland. Zay Flowers had an awesome game
7: in a lot of respects. He, he did two things that undid some of it. Um, I love hustle and heart and all that. But when you're, you know, you're five foot seven, 180 pounds, you leave your feet in the in the land of, you know, linebackers, you might be in trouble. Um, I, I just prefer guys to get low when they're that size. Um, critical fumble and obviously the penalty, but besides that, like this is I, I've seen this story before, you know. A nothing burger for Rashad Bateman, who Lamar has a 69.2 lifetime career passer rating throwing to. Three touchdowns, seven interceptions. That ship has sailed. Odell Beckham had a nice November. Outside of that, it was pretty awful. I mean, for 15 million bucks, it was pretty awful. Four catches for 34 yards in the playoffs. In November, he caught 13 to 21 passes for 246 yards, 60 yards a game with two touchdowns in four games. The rest of the season, 26 for 50, 353. 29 receiving yards per game in the other 12 games not played in November. One total touchdown in those 12 games. They're back to square one,
4: building their wide receiver room outside of Zay Flowers. We are simpatico here at three. Zay Flowers had a hell of a game. uh, Five catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. If Lamar sees him earlier, he'd have a little more yards and two touchdowns, but alas, he didn't. And the taunting penalty was stupid. And then fumbling the ball at the goal line. Legereus Legere Sneed made a great play to punch it out as he tried to dive for the goal line. I'm not going to kill him for that, but he was the only guy that showed up for their wide receivers. Algalar, one catch for 39 yards. He may not be back next year. Beckham, three for 22. He may not be back next year. And I outlined Brishab Bateman earlier. I don't think he's back next year.
6: Number two.
4: Number two is the Todd Munkin of it all. What the hell was that game plan? Uh, Jason articulated the two-minute warning. I, it's a whole bully base for me. Uh, Munkin, it, I don't know what he's thinking in this game. He watched Buffalo run the ball all over Kansas City last week and said, nah, we're good. He saw Gus Edwards rush for 15 yards earlier in the game in a heavy package on the touchdown drive, the only touchdown drive of the game, and said, nah, we're good. We're just going to keep throwing the ball. And you know what, Lamar, you don't need to run either. And maybe some of that's on Lamar, and I'll get to him in a moment. But uh, this, this was a master class in trying to do everything you shouldn't be doing to win an AFC championship game. I thought uh, Munkin, who I've loved and championed all yeah. year and love the hire and deserves to be an, a- uh, an uh, assistant coach of the year candidate, this was awful.
7: Is nuts. It's a defense that's set up to be road graded. You can run on them at a light personnel with a, a light boxes and 11 personnel and you can keep the fullback on the field and run from them under center and bash them up. He ran five times, Munkin, all day with a fullback on the field. Five in the entire game. Running backs never touched the ball consecutively on rushing plays. Lamar Jackson never handed the ball off to running backs. Not the same running backs, any running backs. Never handed off to running backs twice in a row the entire game. The only time a running back touched the ball on consecutive plays were consecutive screen passes to Justice Hill. It'll never make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And you know what? If Lamar is checking out of everything at the line of scrimmage, he plays for you. Then give him two run plays. Then tell him, Lamar, we're going to keep running read option here for a while until they stop it. Like, he works for you. And now that brings us to Lamar.
4: Number one.
7: He came up small in the biggest game of his career. It wasn't good enough. Um... And on a day when you only needed 18 points, you could have won that game on six field goals. His lack of sort of spatial awareness about where they were on the football field and what it means to protect the ball, and, and when you have three points in your back pocket with that kicker on a day like this, how you can't give it away. He held the ball too long, 3.63 seconds on average. He was terrible against the Blitz. He was bad under pressure. He forced balls into double coverage. All of his worst instincts came to the fore. And he, to me, guys, looked like someone who was hellbent on winning this game with his arm and not activating his legs. And from where I was sitting in the upper deck numerous times, I'm counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Go, go, go. Start moving up the pocket. Start moving. There's yards. You've got a funnel you can run right through. He wasn't doing that. He wanted to make big plays downfield. Even when they had nobody open in max protection, two-man routes, He didn't play well. He played poorly. I'd give him a C minus, T plus. Like, it's a damn shame they could be going to the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, uh, I gave an F because he's the MVP of the league, and I expected him to show that effort in this game. And the fumble was his fault. He held the ball too long. He was trying to go deep to Bateman, and we know how much success he's had throwing the ball to Bateman this year. The interception in the end zone when they're already in field goal range in a two-score game. Throwing the ball in the triple coverage, that's a joke. He came up small when the Ravens needed him most. Two turnovers, uh, a lot of empty stats at the end. Throwing the ball in sideline patterns to passes that weren't even close. And, and as Jason said, not activating his legs when he had ample opportunity to do so. Lamar Jackson, his failure was number one.
5: Way to take down the ginger gorilla. And both of you guys' six-packs were pretty identical. And ultimately, fellas, there are no winners. No. <laughs> On this no. Monday. <laughs> there are no winners. There are no
7: winners. You're yeah. right. But except for Mahomes. All That's, he does, yeah, is, yeah, all he is, he does win. is win. Yeah, all he does is win no matter what. Unprecedented rate. Yeah. Unprecedented, what's which means nobody else has done it through what, seventeen games. What's
4: he? What's he? Fourteen and three. Yep. Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, pretty damn good. And and now, what is he against the spread? It's like something ridiculous. I mean, Nine zero and one is a road dog. <laughs> That's insane. That's disgusting. Hey, coming up next. We want to see one positive, and that's the defense. Plus, we'll take your calls, 410-583-1057, wgk S hotline, your thoughts on the game. But we will talk about the one positive, and that is Mike McDonald. And is he coaching his last game for the Ravens? We'll discuss next here on The Fan. Yeah. We'll get to the phone lines in a minute, 410-583-1057, WGK Law Guest Hotline, also Caller Hotline. And uh, First, let's talk for a minute about the defense, and after the Chiefs scored touchdowns in their first two drives, the defense was pretty damn good yesterday, one field goal, and that was, in my opinion, uh, the offense was part yep. of the blame there, and then two thirty yard, two penalties for 30 yards, got them in range to kick a 52-yard field goal at the end of the first half, but Man oh man were they good and Kyle Hamilton was great and they basically shut down a team Now, granted. They don't have they 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 have two guys to throw the football to and they they committed to the run. They both ate. Yeah, and they they did both eat. Yeah, I mean look, the defense was
7: master class. Um the final nine drives of that game after Kansas City went up 14 nothing. They ran 48 plays for 163 yards. That's 3.4 yards per play. That is horrific and to do that to them. I don't care what version of the Chiefs' uh, offense it is, is staggering. Kansas City opened the game five for six on third down and fourth downs the first two drives. They went three for 12 the rest of the way. Twelve first downs on their first two drives. Ten the entirety of the game. Nine drives, ten first downs. And, yeah, their last nine possessions, turnover on downs after the Lamar fumble. Six punts, a field goal, the end of the game. That's it. I mean that's that's phenomenal. They held this coach and this quarterback to 17 points, and that's despite spotting them 14 in the first what 16 minutes of the mm-hmm. game.
3: It, it, it
7: no one could have expected that, especially the way the after the first two drives went. And um, we'll see. If Mike McDonald gets the job in Seattle or not, uh, but. He, he met every challenge and then some. I mean, that guy's the real deal.
5: I mean, you think of all the play callers we talk about, the McVeigh, Shanahan, Disciples. It was week after week to end the season. And to do that against the Patrick Mahomes-led offense, uh, say it again, if we were told Friday, Ravens hold the Chiefs to 17 points. Six it's, field it's, goals it's, wins it's, the game. It's how, how many points are the Ravens winning by? And not to mention... Biggest concern for me, you know, heading into the game was the the Chiefs' rushing attack, and Pacheco did nothing after those first couple of runs.
4: Stopped them on a fourth and
7: one too. Two carries for 19 yards. Running backs the rest of the way. 23 for 50. I mean, after the first two plays of the game, Chiefs running backs averaged 2.17 yards per game. And not only did they win, the Ravens didn't cover, dominated them uh, on the ground.
4: Let me ask you one question. We'll take your calls next second because I think we're pushing Adam Jones back. So 4105831057, 1057 we'll take your calls. But I do want to touch on something before we get to the phone lines. And that is we talked about Ronnie a little bit, but we haven't talked about this on the air. Marlon Humphrey, who missed yeah. basically missed most of the season with injury. He played thirteen snaps yesterday. And uh the Ravens I would think are going to want to talk to him about uh, re- restructuring that contract.
7: They have to. Um, and whether it how amicable it is and how excited or, or or non-enthusiastic he is about moving to the slot, like that's where this should be headed. And you've got your number one boundary corner in Brandon Stevens, who's going to have to be paid at some point in time, and you'd like to probably get on that. Um, you're going to be in the market to bring in another corner. And if, if you had Marlon inside, and maybe you do still keep a mallet around or – Whatever. Um with how much slot Hamilton plays also, you'd you'd be you know, you'd be in pretty good shape, but
0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Number one outside guy I just think are over. Gotta be. And,
5: And two of the past three years, guys. He's missed a lot of games due to injury. He did 2021. I think it was a shoulder. He missed, what, five, six, seven games. And then this year, I mean, missing half the season.
4: Taking your calls next. 410-583-1057. Give us a call on the WGK Law Guest and Caller Hotline. Your thoughts on yesterday's loss next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Ravens lose to the Chiefs yesterday, 17-10. to And let's head out to the WGK Law guest hotline. Joining us now, a man who was there, a man who manned center field for the Orioles for many years and multiple playoff runs, a future Oriole Hall of Famer. It's Adam Jones. And Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what was what was your experience like yesterday?
6: Uh, I mean, first off, the atmosphere was fantastic um, for people the fans, the city, now, everybody was excited. Obviously, it wasn't the outcome that you know, the city of Baltimore wanted, but just the atmosphere was electric. I mean, for the game, honestly, it is you're going up against the champs. You know, you got to play the dragon. And If people are going to say whatever they want, I think it was a well-played game. That's that's what you wanted. I was talking to my father-in-law about it this morning, and he said that was an AFC championship game. Mm. And he's like saying with the NFC, those were, it, those were really good games. Again, you didn't get the outcome, but I think for the sport it was good and uh, you know Taylor Swift's going to be on the biggest stage Damn it.
5: Adam, Patrick Mahomes I mean now he's got 17 games in the postseason his numbers only get better when he plays games in January how does he continue to turn up his play against the best teams?
6: I mean I just think that he's going to be down as one of the greatest quarterbacks if not the greatest quarterback of all time obviously Tom Brady's a GOAT because of his uh, longevity, rings, um, Super Bowls. But I think what Patrick Mahomes does with athleticism is just completely different. Like the shortstop playing quarterback. And, you know, he does not get sacked. He got sacked yesterday for the first time in, what, eight, eight, seven or eight games, something like that, in the playoffs. Like, he does not get sacked. And he, he just, he's just great, you know, and he makes the adjustment. and he, But that's a that, that, that testament to him because he knows that every single day he's a target, he's a bullseye. Teams come after the Chiefs. They want to beat them, and he keeps proving that you know his work ethic and you know the coaching is the reason why they uh, they're still succeeding. So, it's kudos to to their to how they run their their, their, their ship over there against it.
4: Hey Adam, is it fair to say after yesterday's performance that Patrick Mahomes is the Dennis Wyman of the NFL?
6: <laughs> it's the Dennis Wyman, of me. <laughs> yeah you got to call your nephew, too, because I know he's so heartbroken, man. He's so heartbroken from, uh, uh, from last night's the Lions
7: loss. So, uh, you got you to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all, a lot of people need a uh, shoulder to cry on right now. Yeah. So, there was a star-studded cast of celebrities there. In no particular order, were you able to rub elbows uh, with Taylor Swift or Cedric Mullins?
6: Uh, but I got to see Mullins. Uh, Swift was unavailable. Gotcha. The time. Um, but no, I got to I got to see Ray. And I got to talk to Ray for one minute. I just said, Ray, I know, I'm just give me something. Just give me something. I and mean, he broke you he gave me just a sermon for a good good minute and a half. Like it's just like you know you, you need that energy. And uh, seeing Ed, seeing Jacoby Jones, how good his obviously always around. It's just so huge, man. But no, it, it, I think a lot of people came out and support. The, the Ravens yesterday, and it was great. Again, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but uh, the, the energy in that stadium is good, and I think the fans are going to use that same energy for two weeks with pitching and catches before. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, well, while we're there, because it is baseball season now. Yes. H- how interested are you to see like when Mike Elias makes his first we were we were calling it penthouse moves, right? That's what Jim Bowles. When they make their first big time buy side trade, right, where they send multiple dudes somewhere to go
6: get a dude. Um, I mean, right now it's not it's not but not, not much traction, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people are just waiting. I mean, everybody's been waiting to hear about Cease and Corbin Burns and other guys. But if, you know, if moves like that aren't made already, like I don't see those moves happening mm-hmm. because. You know, if you want to see trade with somebody. You generally want to get them in the organization and to have them around for a little bit to, you know, get an understanding of everything. But at the same time, I was traded on February 8th, so hmm. um, one week right before spring training. So you know, you never know. There's always time. Again, they're always going through conversations. They can wake up, general managers can wake up, and like, hey, let's do a deal real quick. So I think there's still time, and um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I see it right now.
5: I guess we're all a little antsy waiting for that first move, Adam. Uh, do you expect anything to happen before pitchers and catchers report?
6: I hope so. Uh, but at the same time, I think by, by them not doing anything, it was always something that I was in in. I, I trusted my guys, and I wanted to be out there with my guys who so I didn't battle with. Of course, I was willing to have other guys on my team, yeah. But I always was like, I trust my guy. I want my guys, you know, even if we weren't, i uh, measuring against them, you know, by the man back to the name, the against other teams, i like have my knowledge. So I think that's what Elijah is doing. He trusts his God. He trusts his process. And hopefully and him and John can uh, open, the, open the books a little bit and spend some money. But at the same time, you know, they have such a great core to where they don't need to. You know me, last year, I don't think last year was a fluke. I think last year is something that is, is the beginning of something great. So, I just think that he has a vision, and his vision is working out really, really well right now. So, I think we just need to ride it. And again, we want that excitement. We want to see on the bottom line the Orioles agree, you know, a six year deal with someone. We want to see that, you know, that breaking news. But, you know, that's not been the style of Orioles. We're a gritty, grinding team. And, you know, that's think.
4: Oh, I, I think we lost. So oh, there he is. Opening,
6: uh, opening day is April 1st. That's.
4: Adam, when are we going to see you in Charm City again? When's the podcast back? Uh, Before we let you go, uh, let us know. I'll be back
6: at some point during the season. I don't know
4: yet, but sometime. Adam, thanks as always, man. We appreciate your time. Safe travels. Taking some time for us while you're traveling. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, and everyone at Wyman Industries appreciates the Adam Jones podcast. Uh, All all the people there at Wyman Industries, And, and Adam did confirm. Dennis Wyman, the Patrick Mahomes, or Patrick Mahomes, the Dennis Wyman of the NFL. Yes. He yeah. was all over that. Yes, he did enjoy that. Uh, you want to take a couple calls? Yes, absolutely. 410 583 1057. Let's go to Joe in Cockeysville. Joe, you're on the fan.
1: Hey, guys. Um, hey there. I was not at the game. Uh, I watched on television, and the little bit that you can see when they're able to pan down the field, when I'm sitting there watching and I'm screaming at the television, throw the ball throw the ball and you know the little bit or a few times you could see you could see initially people open and then all of a sudden because he takes so long they break off their routes they're scurrying around like it's a touch football game when you're in eighth grade he's trying to get out of pressure and he is a receiver's nightmare he really is and then you know i would agree with mike preston that he's lamar's inconsistent and once you've got I'll call it the Jekyll and Hyde end, and you've got the bad Lamar that's throwing side-arm balls at the feet of a halfback seven yards away from him. you gotta, you got to figure something out because he can't throw a deep ball, and yet they're throwing him the wasting plays. That was one observation. My second one and last one, I don't want to take too much of your time, is coaches, real smart, if you have three timeouts left, you are in a hurry-up offense from seven minutes left in the game. Two timeouts, you better start it at eight minutes. Yeah. After he threw the interception, you better get to the line of scrimmage. You're running out Should have been no huddle. Line. Yeah, yeah.
7: should have been no huddle the whole fourth no, quarter, to be honest call. with you, because they needed some tempo and pace and a different sort of rhythm. But that was one of the many adjustments Munkin never made. Yeah,
4: let's go out to Ed and Towson. Ed, you're on the fan. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey there.
3: I think that uh, it was an excellent job uh, as far as Andy Reid went. Andy knew, like during the whole year, Kent, this was the same Kansas City team, really statistically, that I saw during the year. Meaning, he knew their limitations. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he put Lamar on the field first, if I if I'm if I'm correct, because he wanted to run his set against Lamar, let's see what Lamar is gonna to bring to the table. Like the previous caller. Let's see which one shows up and then we're gonna make adjustments. He probably he could he knew he couldn't win a shootout with the Ravens Absolutely. of the regular season. Yeah. So he's like, what are I gonna do? I'm gonna keep it's almost like basketball. I'm gonna keep the point guard. Point guard's gonna eat up time. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna limit their possessions because we were at Raven I mean I think uh Kansas City was fifteen minutes, uh ahead of the uh ravens yeah. in, in time of possession yes that's like a whole quarter so yes. we're going to eat time up we're going to keep you off the field when you get on the field we're going to we're going we're gonna to get you off the field real quick so i think even though they didn't score in the second half i think in andy's mind it's not about scoring it's about flipping the field we're going to flip the field we're going to give lamar long fields and by the time his second series rolls around we're going to have it figured out they're going to be punting the ball Oh, we're going to make something happen. So I think it was a masterful job of understanding your limitations by Andy Reid. And I think as far as the Ravens go, come on, man. I'm going to say what everybody wants to say. You got the big check, dog. You got to produce. You're the field general. You're supposed to know Spagnola better than Spagnola knows himself. That meaning Lamar Jackson. I sat around with pro ball players a long time ago, Carl Banks, looking at film. And he was looking at film trying to learn the guy he's going to play against. So you were supposed to know Spags really, really well, and you didn't know him really, really well, and that's why you seem stressed when Spags threw, put, you know, threw pressures at you because you didn't know him well enough. That's pregame preparation. I'm not saying Lamar's not a smart cat, but I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, j Locke. I don't know.
7: Yeah. The, the, Look, I the, call. Call. the Chiefs had the sixth highest blitz rate in the NFL. Like this was not him blitzing forty four percent of the time, especially against Lamar. Couldn't possibly have really been a shock to anybody. I don't know if that was Lamar's way of dismissing the question. I have no idea. But everybody's blitz rate goes up against Lamar when they handle it well, and they 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 he leans into RPOs and quick passes and hits the hots and is looking for four yard routes and not eight yard routes. They're fine when they don't. When he doesn't activate his legs, when he holds the ball too long, when he gets too cute back there, when he tries to make the perfect play downfield, they could look real rudimentary.
5: It's a shame because you're coming off a game in which it was the highest blitz percentage against Lamar in his career, and he shredded the blitz and he did. But
7: that's the Houston defense that was 27th in yeah. the league in yards per attempt, and this is Spagnuolo's defense. I- who's great against the pass. The, we, we went through every personnel breakdown last week. The only way you can get to him, really, statistically, is to throw out a 21. The genius did it twice the whole game. So you tell me.
4: Coming back, we'll get the text of the day. Preview tomorrow's show. BFD, correct? Yep. BFD coming up at 6 here on The Fan. Inside. If you were listening earlier, we told you this was happening, but not all the all the quote-unquote insiders are reporting it. Joe Ortiz, Ravens director of player personnel, is going to be the new GM of the L.A. Chargers. Jason, what do you think of the hire?
7: Um, look, it's somebody who's been around the Harbaugh family for a long time, obviously. Jim Harbaugh has been out of the NFL game for a while. It's only natural. He taps into people his brother really knows um, for help on the personnel side where this will be a Jim Harbaugh enterprise. He will have the keys to the kingdom. Joe Ortiz will be, in essence, working for him. Um, But I'm surprised Joe Ortiz has been here as long as he has. Mm -hmm. It's kind of staggering that this hasn't happened uh, previously. And he's done a hell of a job overseeing their draft uh, processes. (laughs) And he brings um, a lot of – a wealth of experience out to a Chargers team that uh, has got some work to do from the roster side. They're going to have some thinning out that they need to do. But he's also going to have the coach's expertise to tap into. And Harbaugh knows these players inside out. He knows the top – the kids who were the top 50 recruits over the last – what? With COVID, they've got – yeah. I feel like you go by six years and some of those guys are still coming into this year's draft. With all the extra eligibility, he's going to have a leg up on knowing a lot of these kids in ways that most NFL people just won't let's from get recruiting the, them. Let's get the text
4: today, Ryan.
5: Check one, two. Check one. Okay, guys, we were talking earlier uh, during the six-pack about the defense. Uh, This comes from Santino in Abingdon. uh, With the Ravens having the most sacks during the regular season, yet only getting two sacks in two playoff games, do you think the Ravens' number one offseason priority is getting a superior pass rusher?
7: Uh, I mean, look, uh, they need Owe and or to be functional. Mm. Like, they need them to be guys who at least are worthy of being on the field Ahead of old guys you pick up on one year deals. Like, ideally, the guys you pick up next year are playing behind them because these two are ready to hold it down. Yeah. Ajaba, we know, had a lot of work to do against the run when last we saw him. So, we'll, we'll, and and obviously, he hadn't played hardly any football in a long time. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I think left tackle, wide receiver,
4: edge, edge, or maybe corner are gonna be corner, yeah. corner are going to be way up there. What do we got on tomorrow's show, Bob?
5: Tomorrow's show we have Cynthia Freeland, who is this probably oh, a Yeah, like Baltimore. Be interested to her, see her take on her State Lions of affairs. lost. Rita Hubbard will get her reaction to a tough Ravens loss. Mark Schlereth
4: and Chris Naki talking oh, about. Oh, terms it. were good Sean this weekend. I was, I was there. Right? That was a lot of fun against Nebraska. And you had a busy uh, attendance weekend for sporting what events. Thursday
7: night we saw. Uh, the Tiger, Towson Tigers, beat Drexel. Drexel was seven and zero in the CAA. I wow. uh, had a seven-game winning streak. So yeah, that was a big win for the Tigers and big win for the Terps. And then we were there. Sunday, not so good. Yeah, and, but still a pretty
4: pretty active. we supposed to, to say they come in three, so I yeah. thought we were in good shape. Yeah. Not well, to be. Well, now you don't have to fly.
7: That's true. <laughs> Everything worked out for you, Yeah, that's right. That part of it yeah. doesn't suck. You yeah, yeah. gotta be honest. I did not want to be in Vegas for All a week. Right.
4: Hey, coming up next. Keep it locked in, because BFD, T-Bone's going to break it down for you. We'll
2: be back tomorrow, too, here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours